More of MKE in the Morning is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Dang, think that I the idea him out of your mind. He said he rap, he ain't signed, that ain't a good sign. Change your mind, the conversation and some rosy wine. Unless there's some other things you gotta mind, the mind. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business almost nine hundred grand. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and pay your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the Government Cares Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org now because the plan expires soon. They do support Black History Month and 1017 The Truth's unwavering commitment to black-owned businesses and churches. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. So we uh, started getting briefly into Justin Bieber's wife, Haley Bieber, because she has been accused of being a mean girl on social media. Like I said, it's speaking of fascinating things. Google. Well, first off, you could literally just Google Haley Bieber, but also Google Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez and Kylie Jenner thrown in there as well, because she's been doing some mean girl stuff online. Um, I don't believe in being a mean girl. I was telling the ladies off air. Like, honestly, in my nature, it's it's never been to me a mean girl. I've always been mm-hmm. kind of like the type of person who's just friends with everybody. And I'm not even trying to be all like, yeah, I want to I want to make the world go round. Like, it's not that like I just <laughs> I naturally have always been that way. Like, I yeah. don't know why. Like, even as a kid, I, I didn't like being mean to people. Um, However, we all have mean tendencies, I think. Mm-hmm. So I, I do want to get into the idea of like that mean girl mentality and that it applies for men and women for the record, just because I'm using the word girl doesn't mean that it doesn't apply to men. Um, but somebody who definitely used bullying te- techniques for a long time, the Murdoch family, that dynasty. Um, and we were talking about the the collapse of the dynasty in the charging of Alec Murdoch in the his uh, the murder of his wife and son. Paul and Maggie. Yes, Maggie Murdoch. Mm -hmm. We got David on the line who does want to chime in on this one. We're going to wrap up the conversation with David before we get into some other mean girl type talk. David, how are you doing? Michelle texted us. She told us that you've been all immersed in this case. I know that you like true crime in general. (laughs) So when did you hear about this Murdoch case and how did you feel about the verdict that they, you know, ended up with yesterday? Well, first, let me say hi to you, ladies, and there, and good Friday to everyone. Hope good morning. Good morning. Coming up. 
Um, I uh, actually didn't hear about it until, until Michelle had told me about it. You know, she'll be watching in podcasts. Like, I'm about a couple years now I've been into a little bit, but she's been watching them all the time, you know what I mean? And she had told me about it. She was watching the trial. Because we'll be in the room chilling, and she'll be working, and, like, I'll have the NBA game on. You know, I watch basketball every night. So we got two TVs, so I'll have the NBA on, and she'll have a podcast on while she's working or whatever. It's gotten so bad now that, like, I turn the game down, the volume down, and turn on a little podcast or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't no. know what it is. That's about funny. It. It's weird. It's weirdly relaxing. It's straight up. It is. I don't know yeah. what it is. And um, I think she had texted you. Uh, there's one. It's called Sisters Who Kill, uh, Crime Junkie. I don't know if you heard Crime Junkie. And uh, there's another one with a, uh African-American lady. It's called 90s Crime Time. Her name is Simone. She does she does her own little thing, too. So, And then real quick, have you guys heard about the uh, – he's a black uh, geologist from Arizona. His name is Daniel Robinson. They have found him missing out there. He had went out there, and they just found him missing. All his clothes and all his stuff was outside of the car. His wallet and stuff was still in the car, mm-hmm. and he's missing. He's been missing for like a couple years now. Yeah, because they had his dad on uh, one of the podcasts. They were interviewing him the other day, but I was wondering if you had heard about that. But I've seen a lot of cases for people that kind of underscore podcasts. I've seen a lot of cases, cold cases, actually get solved. They've been saying are, that. Know, bringing up these for old sure. cases. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I've seen a few of them happen, yep. So th- there is some good to that. But, I, yeah, I'm addicted to that stuff, so I just wanted to chime in. I know you guys got a, a, a smorgasbord of topics, so I didn't want to change it for whoever, but I, I did want to chime in on that. Well, I, I have a quick, I, I have a quick was, question you know, for you, though. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. do you feel weird that you're obsessed with true crime? Because my fiance doesn't no. like it. And every time he leaves, no. he, he goes all, he's <laughs> gone all day Sunday running his errands. He's at his grandparents. And yeah. I literally, like... I order lunch and I watch true crime <laughs> docs. Like, Bro, you sound and then just he's like, like what? I mean, yeah. I he's just like, why it, do you like being, this so you know, much? It's morbid. It's macabre. It's, it's, it's all these different it's, things. Yeah. Oh, morbid is good. There's a true wine and uh, cheese one that's, it's a uh, Wisconsin based one, actually. True, I think it's called True uh, Wine, Cheese, and Crime or something. It's a local one. Oh, gosh. But there's some out there. Yeah, but I do like it. It's addicting to like, you can kind of see. Go uh, experience other people's misery without it being yours. And just mm. the fascination of how people just do each other. Some of these crimes, you're like, wow, they did that to that person like that. Yeah. That's cold-blooded. But yeah, yeah I, don't, but I don't know. I just wanted to get in. I'll get off. Thank yeah, you. Well, and you know what? I think <laughs> to, for both yeah. of you, David and Serena, I, yeah. I agree yeah. with David. I think it is. It takes you away from your own reality. Is that it's what escapism. It is? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was, it's like yeah. reality TV. Yeah. Like it's so <laughs> crazy, you can't look away from it. It's like you know? an adult bedtime story. It's like Maybe. an adult bedtime story. A scary one, <laughs> right? A very scary <laughs> one. One that gives me nightmares. Thanks, David. Have a good one. Okay, so let me just tell you really quick yeah. what I was going to say earlier is when we were saying like sometimes it's too real and you forget that these are real lives and real people who have been impacted. So I was watching a Netflix documentary, uh, The American Murder, which was about a husband who murdered his wife and his two daughters, threw them in a big oil tank out in Colorado. Um, and then uh, about, I want to say like uh, 20 minutes into the documentary, 30 minutes, I realized that the woman who had been killed in the film was my former boss 
in North Carolina. Oh my gosh. Wow. So I had like, it was like a Raven Simone moment where I had like the flashback and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that- that's Shanann. It's Shanann King. You can look up her story, The American Murder. Wait, And wait, we wait, used to wait, work wait, in a cell phone wait. store on, together. On, wow. She was my boss. Like hold her on. and I in the store, we were the only ones working the store. Hold on. Yeah. Because now you about to, you just opened I up a cornhole. I told you, girl. Hold on, I know. Hold on. I told you. It was crazy. Hold it on. was crazy. Okay. 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 So the, okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> no, I just blew Mel's No, mind you did right My up. mind is like, so yeah. real quick, Zora Stevenson, who is our current sideline reporter, she's in that doc because she, Stop it. she's the investigative journalist who went over to go interview him before wow. they realized he had something to do with it. And while she was there <gasps> alone in the house with him, yeah. the police came and charged him with that crime. So she's oh, wow. on camera. So she's trying in to the hurry up documentary. And yep. scurry past because she, she didn't know she was in the house with a murderer. Yeah. She, she was just interviewing so him. Scary. Oh, she, yep. Oh, I get chills thinking because I talked to her about it after mm-hmm. she was like, it's like the most chilling. Like oh, I can't even think about it, but she was there to talk to him about the brutal murder or missing child, the missing mom and children. She was missing. She, she was, was reported missing, she was missing at first. And he Correct. was on the news cameras like, and she Shanann, was like, please come home. Or if yes. anybody knows that he was Correct. pleading to the news. Okay, yeah. listen, this is if the whole thing I now. go missing this weekend, locked in my room watching true crime, <laughs> please blame Serena. Because okay. <laughs> now I want to look Watch at that all one too. Uh, what is it called? American, American, American murder. Yeah. Yes. It's and, but it just chilling. broke my heart. Can I hear... Can I ask you? Yeah. Okay. So, because I'm my mind is blown. I'm serious. Yeah. So Shanann was the mom. Shanann was the mom. May she rest in peace. And yeah. her babies as well. And she was pregnant. Yeah. So he murdered his wife because he wanted right. to be with his mistress. Right. Which he is was so cheating. just be with the mistress. Sisley. Yes. Steph. I know. Steph. That's what I don't understand. Steph. I'm like, and these were sweet little precious squishy so little babies. Innocent. So innocent. The oldest was four, maybe. Very maybe young. there very, were like four one was a baby and she was pregnant right and he anyway. i did hear about that story oh you it's did? awful yep. so yep. shanann you worked shanann with her shanann tell us her name about was her shanann King. Working with her so it's funny that we were kind of talking about mean girls mm-hmm. because i didn't i didn't really care for her <laughs> oh wow we got along don't get me wrong we got along but i just remember at the time i had just had my son i was working in a cell phone store she was my manager so it'd be just her and i in the store maybe one other employee it was a small thing we had three stores in fayetteville north carolina so this is like 2005 i think yeah so was it before she knew her husband it was before and all she married this before guy she married. did you ever meet him i did not meet you him. did not okay. i did not meet him but i just it would so we got along. It was fine. I ended up running a different store. So she would come check on me and stuff. But I ran the store absolutely by myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and um, yeah, I just like had, all these memories started coming back. But she was like two years older than I am. And she was a manager. So I just felt like, oh, I'm not doing that great in my life. Like I, I'm 19. I just had a child, you know, all these things. So I and. And she let me know that she had a, like a house and she was married already and all these things. So ah. I just I felt like she was like comparing or didn't like take me seriously. Mm-hmm. Like ah. eventually she ended up becoming uh, a co-owner or a partner in this this company, which was called Fastlink Wireless, which was also known as um, uh, Dirty South. like the the chain of stores Mm -hmm. was called dirty south because they i said it the other day i sold rims and phones in the same store that was one of that was one of the locations where i worked with shanann and she ended up 
uh, becoming a partner with with the guys, the, wow. the Arab guys up in Charlotte or whatever. My brain is like. So when I was watching the documentary, I was and you like, just happened to watch this. I just happened to watch it because I watch all the doc. And let know, me ask you too. All sorry, the crime docs. Because yeah, I'm yeah. turning into an interviewer because I'm really no, no, fascinated. No, no, that's <laughs> totally cool. So totally you, cool. you happen to be watching this documentary. Have yeah. you heard about this situation? I heard about it for years. I'd heard about it since the case opened, and I just but how did you it never crossed my mind? I think because her name was different. I think I also thought it was Shannon. Like when I was just reading the stories, I thought her name was Shannon. Okay. You remember a name like Shannon. It's it's, For sure. it's unique. But you were reading it. You weren't I was hearing reading it. Name. I wasn't hearing it. Okay. So, and I and I wasn't watching news reports. I didn't even have TV, honestly, and when you for knew several her, years. When you knew her, she wasn't married. She didn't have kids. She was married, but she was married to somebody else, remember? And she didn't have any That's kids. Right. So I forgot this was when her second I was, marriage. Where right. This, this is her second marriage. Okay. So when I was watching the documentary, I'm like, God, she feels so familiar. Gosh, what she feels fe- so what felt familiar. familiar about it? Just her voice, her mannerisms. Okay. Um, her like if you ever watch the documentary, it is like a bunch of her own Facebook yep. lives. You yep. know, in like the it's from her point of view. It's yeah. from her point of view. Yeah. And I'm just like, because she was gosh, a, wasn't she, she like a mommy like, vlogger? She was kind like, of. Yeah, I think she might have been doing some MLM or trying or to something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were in Colorado. So I didn't put the pieces together That's either. True. That's true. And then all of a sudden I'm watching it and I'm, I'm telling you, it was like uh, when Raven Simone has the flashbacks in this so Raven or that's so Raven. Like it just was like, whew, and then I just felt sick. Oh, I would have too. I because can't imagine. you watch these documentaries and there's this distance 100%. between the cases and yourself. Yeah. It still doesn't and feel in totally that moment, real. Even though her and I weren't close, we were okay. Like yeah. we, weren't, we weren't friends or anything, but we were okay. In that moment, it just broke my heart to know that that's how her life ended up Mm -hmm. to be this huge case and story and media blitz. And then I felt sad and I I, I did end up finishing the documentary, but I remember I felt probably really tough. It was really weird. And I wasn't even close with her. So just imagine the people who are close, you know, I think sometimes you don't have to be. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You just feel it and just being. Yeah. But it was a wake up call because. You know, just when things happen like that, you're just like, wow. At one point, we were in the same space together. We were in, right. we occupied the same space for eight hours you a breathe day. Breathe the same or air. Like, breathe the same air. Yeah. And, and to know that that was how her life ended, obviously, way too soon. Because she must have been in her mid-30s when this happened. Because this happened quite a few years ago now. Like, at yeah. least six, five, six years yeah, ago. Yeah, at least five yeah. or six years. And then I found out my brother, who lived in a different part of North Carolina than I did, knew him met him he used to come into his pool hall my brother owned a pool hall. did he say anything about him afterward anything that he remembers though like that stood out he he said he would have never thought you just would have never thought that he would i know that's the terrifying thing right oh i hate that i hate hearing that to be with his mistress it's like i I just don't understand why people because you hear these cases a lot especially because of netflix right (laughs) like all of these cases where they are trying to get away with something or they want to leave. I'm like, just leave. It is not the end of the world. Why? uh, And why? It's painful, but the world of these innocent children, the children. And did you think that that too? First off that you were going to get away with it. And second, that you were going to be with your, like, but Stephanie, the logic, it's not there. It's not. No, it's like, it it doesn't make any sense. So he's in jail, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, Has he ever said why? No, he won't. He doesn't talk about it. Like, even at the end of the doc, yeah. there was no, right. I regret. But like, the I mistress think he didn't say was interviewed. Yes, she was. And she had no idea. I mean, she. it's not like she was, you know, sometimes you have these cases where the mistress is like, like you need like, to leave get the rid wife, of her. Leave the yeah. wife or get rid of her. Yeah. She didn't know. No. 
She didn't know. He was living she a had double no life. Idea. Yeah, he was living a double life. So it's just crazy because he looked, he was a fairly attractive man. Um, and he just seemed like a stand up guy. They had a nice big house out there in Colorado and two And even the two friends kids were like, it was very normal. like picture perfect. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it was crazy. But yeah, definitely felt I wonder very too crazy. if she was just like, she felt good in the marriage, you know, like she oh, didn't she was, see it She was pregnant as well. She was very pregnant. And that I Not think very. sent him over the edge is that when she was killed, she was pregnant and he didn't want it. But it's like, then leave. Yeah. Just leave. But yeah, like that's even more of a reason to leave. Yeah, it's just oh, better to just leave. leave. I can't imagine just and taking someone's life. Yeah. You're saying we're seeing a lot of that happening. A lot of um I think it it, it comes from obviously mental. Um, but a lot of men are taking the lives of uh young babies. Well, in the way and that's I don't scary. want to get into it, but the way he did it. Awful. Like the child, the older one. Well, why? She kinda, right? she would, yeah, she would. She kind of knew what was going she, on. She like she was. She scared. understood what was yeah. going on. I, I, it, it's worst. starting to come back. I do remember yeah. this story. Yeah. yeah, but I've covered. You know, like when I was a reporter, I covered these stories like on a weekly basis. So I would mm-hmm. talk to the families, and they would cry, and then they would. Was that ever your witnesses. fear, though, being in that profession? Like, huh? I might come across someone I know. Uh, not. I guess not really. I didn't, mm. I didn't think about that. What I thought about was when you're reporting on it and people tell you to, to stop asking so many questions. They do that. I had a detective. He was like, you know, I really like you because there was all these unsolved cases mm-hmm. and rumors. And also this police department, sheriff's department was very corrupt. It's under FBI investigation called Old Tarnish Badge. Mm-hmm. Look it up. It's super interesting. Former sheriff's in prison. A bunch of other deputies are in prison. So I didn't trust all the information they would always give me. Mm-hmm. And I started pressing about a particular case where a, a young woman was found. She was missing for a while. She was found like two weeks later. She was found without her hands. The only reason I knew she was found without her hands. She was dead, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Yes. The only reason I, I knew sure. that is because our photographer for the newspaper also took photographers for the city. So he gave me the heads up. He's like, okay. hey, they found her, but they're not going to tell you this, but she was found without her hands. And why was that So relevant? I confronted the sheriff because they tried to say she committed suicide. Oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. And her family's like, her, she would never commit suicide. And you can't. And then they told me. That's just not possible. When I confronted the sheriff about it. Well, I had a detective. He was like, you know, I really like you, but, you know, you ask too many questions and I don't want you to get hurt. He said that to and me. That, that I was believe my that. thought, that's too. Some and this stuff. is rural North Carolina. So it's, a, it's very much like an area, but not like as... Like the Murdoch. Does not have yeah, the yeah, money yeah, yeah. that the Murdochs have, right? right, right Only right. certain families do. Right, right. And then... Is that why you went, like, left? Like, just like the left fear? The, no, no. You, you weren't scared? No, I've been wanting to write a book about it. And I've actually talked to people oh, really? who have... I don't, it's a whole thing. I, yeah. I won't go all into it. But anyways, I've always wanted to write a book about this area because they call it the Lost Colony. And there's mm. just so much corruption and crazy stuff like the Murdoch case happens here all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I got to cover some of it. And so I was really intrigued by how this area operates. They operate by a very old code. Mm-hmm. And that was always fascinating to me. But in this particular case, when I finally confronted the sheriff and I was like, sheriff, I'll say his name, Sheriff Seeley. I was like, I know that she was found without her hands. And he's like, who told you that? And I was just like, blah, blah, blah. You know, the photographer, Steve, whatever. And then I was like, so like, what's going on with this case? Can you give me a few more details? Blah, blah, blah. 
he tried to come back and tell me that coyotes ate just her hands. And I was like, Sheriff C. Come on. I'm not stupid. Oh, they're breadcrumbs <laughs> sprinkled only on the hands. Like, make it make sense. I came back to Wisconsin and enrolled at Marquette. Like, literally, that was one of the last cases that I covered. Wow. See, I couldn't. Wow. There's no way I could do investigative journalism mm-hmm. to that degree because I would be afraid that something bad would Retaliation. happen. Retaliation. You would get threats yeah, sometimes in the newsroom. In and then down there, it was like because you knew about the corrupt structure. Like, I definitely was scared at some at of some course. Moments, How could you not sure. be? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a drug hub between Miami and New York. It's the midway point on I ninety five, and mm. that is why this colony, this mm-hmm. area, oh. has so much mm-hmm. yeah. of that with the poverty, the drugs, mm-hmm. the crime, the corruption. It's like I just want to do a documentary. Yeah, and you will if that's what you want. Yeah, you will. I've always wanted to do a book, and someone I ran into somebody in. Memphis and was talking about this like just random people at a mm-hmm. bar and they were like you can't publish that book until you're dead Dang. yeah <laughs> wow. could you that publish it under a pseudonym or even anonymous or uh, they you know what I mean find me anyways but <laughs> but no for real Fair. that is what people say they're like you should not you cannot publish that book until you are gone <laughs> I be- no I believe that I believe that or you need to go into hiding after you publish yeah, it because right. that's, that's real I was like well Maybe I'll no, just this do a stuff magazine that you, piece about it. You hear about like the Olivia Pope type characters, like that's real. Like there are real people who fix and do things and t- make things go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Corruption is a very true thing, and that's why when it comes to true crime, there's only so much of it I can watch, and and I got to take a break. Like I'm I'm not the kind of person that can consume it on the daily, but I do understand why people do. Like I said, it takes you away from your own reality. It's like, I mean, I watch Real Housewives. Like, that's kind of my version of true crime. You know, I, I just like to get swept away from my own reality. Um, but I do want to know if you've ever encountered a mean girl or a bullying situation as an adult. We kind of started getting into it before. And I definitely want to delve a little bit more into that uh category that topic if you will because there's some real life bullying that is going on with some adults in hollywood and i just want to know how do you feel about bullying as an adult 833-212-1017 i shouldn't necessarily use the word bullying even though that's what it is at its essence i more so mean people who are just kind of mean people who are a little bit more mean-spirited or petty how do you feel about those who have that kind of attitude as an adult do you think it's childish behavior do you think it's immature and you should grow out of it or do you think that the idea of being a mean girl, and again, that can apply to men and women. I'm just using the moniker mean girl. Do you think that's something that people just innately are? Or do you think that's something you can grow out of and should grow out of? 833-212-1017. As you get ready to let us know your thoughts on that, I want to team up with Axe Housing. And since I am teaming up with them, I want to tell you a few things that I've learned recently. I was excited to learn that 48% of the families who purchased homes last year with Axe Coaching were black families. 109 of the 145 black families who purchased homes last year were led by women. 77 of those home buyers were single moms. They took care of a total of 192 kids. They even had a black home buyer who was only 19 years old. So she'll be building wealth every month when she pays her mortgage instead of her rent. You can get started on your own virtual orientation by going to axehousing.org. They have coaches that are ready to help you and your family find the best path to homeownership. There are no restrictions on who can access the program. Just make sure that you have some steady monthly income, even if it's a small amount. Visit axhousing.org today. Don't touch that dial. MKE in the morning will be right back on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is MKE in the morning on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
People who have a mean girl mentality. <laughs> what does that mean, Steph? What, what does that giggle mean? You know, I think I, I think everything is surface level, right? Okay, it's so much deeper. So people with mean girl um, mentality or mean guy mentality, because that yeah, exists what's a, too. What's a good way of putting it? Because I, I want to say mean girl. I want to say bullying. Bullying sounds so harsh, though. I don't know it how else to say it. It's a form of bullying. I, I think that um, by using bullying. We're putting it in your face. Like, Facts. it makes you feel like. And you should feel. Mm. Yeah. Mean girl is kind of cute. It is kind of like, cute. Because then you're like, oh, I'm just a mean. Like, I'm a mean. Because it's high school. People joke about being, being a mean, a mean girl. girl. Right. Um, so I think it, it, it it's it's surface. Uh, that's the surface to cover, like, what's really going on with who that person is. Right. Um, so a lot of insecurities. And I think we project our insecurities onto totally. people. Whether we realize it or not, Mm -hmm. which is too bad because a lot of people who are mean girls or bullies, they seem so empowered. They seem like so self-assured. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, little do you know, they have to cut you down because they feel so low that they want to bring you down with them to their level. But unfortunately, especially as children, you don't understand that. That's true. You know what I mean? Um, I when I was young, I got bullied by boys in hindsight, of course, is they probably had crushes. But mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you don't see it that way. Oh, no, you know you what just, I mean? You just feel people being mean to you. Totally. And you don't get it. You don't get it. And that's a that's tough being bullied and, you know, being made to feel lesser than. And that's something that Selena Gomez was recently dealing with with Hailey Bieber um, and with Kylie Jenner. Um, I won't get into all that. Like I said, just Google it. I think it's fascinating just because it's so dumb. And it's it's like... Y'all are young, beautiful, successful, wealthy women. What on earth do you need to make somebody feel lesser than for? I'm just like, do you not have enough? Like, that's how I feel. You know, whenever you watch those reality shows like Vanderpump Rules or any of the Real Housewives, yeah. Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. Yeah, all that type of stuff. They are so mean. They're mean. Like, I'm like, I don't even want to be in that world. Yeah. (laughs) This is true. But I also wouldn't, I don't keep mean people around me. Like, I genuinely don't feel like any of my friends are mean spirited. Like, I don't have the kind of friends that are just petty. And, like, if we out at the club, my girlfriends are making girlfriends. Like, we leave with more women than we came with. Like, we're those kind of girls. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Right. Zach. 
Look at his face. I'm done with you. We don't leave in that way. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Oh, was like, that what the deal yeah. was for? What do you oh. think it was for? I thought he was. Have you, I met, thought, have you met Brother Dean? Because it was right. Women's Month, Women's History Month. I right. thought he was Dean because women I were was. I don't know together. what else talking about. No, for oh, sure, okay. Zach. No, for sure. Me neither. No, for sure. Same. But real talk, have y'all, and I would love to hear your two personal stories. We're going to take a break quick. Have any of y'all in Milwaukee had any encounters with mean girls as an adult or a mean girl slash bullying mentality? How did it make you feel? Do you feel like the idea of being a bully needs to die out once you reach adulthood because we know enough? Or is it just who people are innately? 833-212-1017. MKE in the Morning returns after this on 1017 The Truth. The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. This is MKE in the morning on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. He said I'm good enough, got my third Think about that I should enough. So I tell him it's one of me. He making fun of me. His girl is a bum to me. Like that boy is a cap. Saying he home, but I know where he at. Like, but he blowing her back. Think about me because he know that fact. And it been what it been. Calling his phone like he'll send me a pen. Ducking my because he know what I'm on. But when he hit me, I'm not going to respond. But I don't sleep enough without you. And I can't eat enough without you. If you don't speak, does that mean we're through? Don't like sneaky that you do. really good text from Derek aka DMAC we are talking about mean girls uh, aka bullying we say mean girls but of course I only use that to put it into a term that most of us are familiar with culturally thanks to the movie Mean Girls which is still one of my absolute favorite movies and if I could just go down memory lane for a second with y'all that movie came out in 2007 like that movie has been a staple for the last 16 years, which is really crazy. I'll never forget when I saw it. My mom took me to go see it in theaters. I was obsessed. And I think it's still very culturally relevant. Like People know what it is. They know. People know. <laughs> and even if you haven't actually it's seen like the movie, classic. you know. It's a cult clap. Yeah. One million percent. I love that you put it that way. Tina Fey, she did that. But Tina's one of those, like, she's just such a brilliant writer and <laughs> actress and comedian. Um, but either way, I am using Mean Girl to put a definition on bullying so when i say mean girl i'm not only referring to women i just want to be clear about that um but i was asking y'all how do you feel about adults with a mean girl mentality a petty mentality or a bullying sort of attitude Derek, aka dmac texted us 833-212-1017 mean girl equals pettiness to me it manifests manifests itself in certain ways uh, he said, I think I experienced, quote unquote, mean girl or pettiness through job interviews. If it's innate to individuals, would that mean people only do it to strangers in order to test that person? Like, do we create a social barrier that someone has to prove themselves to us? And it could be that, Derek. Um, that's a fine question that you ask. But I got to be honest, you're asking the wrong crowd for me because I actually don't consider myself a mean girl like I can't relate to a mean girl mentality. And that's why I'm genuinely asking. Mm -hmm. Um, I even as a child, I remember being extremely and very acutely aware if someone's feelings were hurt. 
Like I, I yeah. always was able to like see you're sad. I want to make you feel better, cheer you up. It was never a you're sad. I want to kick you down more. Like I was never that kind of child. Yeah. And there are people who go through those phases of mean girl mentality and bullying for whatever reason. Steph said something really, really poignant, which is it comes from insecurity more often than not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love for the two of you to speak on that point. Do you think that you've ever had a mean girl mentality oh, or experienced yes. it? Yes. When I was a child, I was an angry child. So Aww. anyone, I just want to love, but I didn't know yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, and I would, you know, just reject anyone because I didn't know what it was. I would reject anyone who came close and, and to make other people or, you know, to seem like the better peer, I would make, you know, I would put others down. Um, oh. And I've always been like a popular person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played yeah. basketball in, high, in middle school, high school. Um, but I think as I slowly uh, became sh- sh- more sure of myself um, and, and and realized through my own reflection, like, oh, girl, you are insecure. You need to get it together. It's you. Mm. You're the problem. You you are hurt inside. That's when I'm like, oh, shoot. That's why I always look. I always say what we give people at surface level is always something and, and that something could be good. It could be bad. It could be very hurtful, uh, but it's always something uh, deep rooted. So I do think that and I have experienced mean girl behavior as an adult. Now, I've, I'm 100 percent will never be a mean girl. Like, you yeah, know, at this age. Right. What I know now, I'm, I'm welcoming everyone with open um, arms. 100 percent. Like I want people to. To, to feel loved. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel loved or welcome, then the problem is me. Like, because that's my thing. But I I have experienced Mean Girl um, tendencies. More so um, women who, who don't like you because of how other people love you. But Ugh. they don't want to show that they don't like you. So they pretend to embrace you. But, again, you can't hide who you really are. You know, so in that yeah. way, like, and then here you are, like, when you think it's genuine, you, you're you giving out love. And in return, you can see that, like, oh, this isn't a real thing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really like me. OK, let me head over here. OK, now, got let it. me ask you, because women's intuition is very strong and you usually just know you pick up on people's energy. But yeah, how do you know specifically if somebody is showing you fake love? Yeah, I think the um, one consistency. And how people interact with you. Do they interact with you in large group settings when it's cool? Um, or, you know, if we see each other in person, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, like, I'm not speaking. That's a real thing. Um, and, and two, you can't, energy does not lie. You can only fake the phone. Even if you are happy to see a person and, you know, within five seconds, that person will be exactly who they who they are and who they mm-hmm. want to be. You know, so yeah. I think energy is is very telling when people tell you who they are when no one's watching. You know what I mean? 100%. And that's when you truly do find out. And obviously it's tough to see that scenario because we can't just be flies on the wall. Um, but to your point, yeah, the consistency is a very real thing. And you just know you can feel mm-hmm. the energy. You can see the way that they interact with you versus with other individuals. Sometimes, though, y'all going back to the energy thing, it could be like you just you don't mesh. It's oil, and, it's oil and water. Listen, I always you know what feel I mean? like uh, almost every workplace I've had, there's always been one woman. Who, woman specifically. Woman specifically for whatever reason. Yeah. <clears throat> where I just did, we did, we just did not gel. We did not. I kept it cordial. I wouldn't, I've never, like to Steph's point, I've never been like, 
petty or uh but i i guess in that way i am a little fake because i just want to be cordial but that's not fake it's keeping the peace I just, right it's your peace bubble yeah maybe uh, controlling what you can't control maybe yeah but you know like i'll still be like hi how are you yeah, you know yeah. things like that but deep down i'm like oh, i can't i can't stand her and she can't stand me and we'll never be friends and, and have you ever <laughs> been able to pinpoint a reason it's just it's just an energy thing like what is it uh, it's an energy thing. I think it's also, um, I think in the, in the workplace, sometimes it can be competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's sometimes a factor. Especially in our but industry here's the and thing. specifically. I feel like, um, God always has what he has for you. Yeah, and 100%. there are some people who, who don't live by that. And mm-hmm. I do. And so I feel like you can both be successful. I feel like, you know, you can, there's tons of flowers in the garden you're not the only flower or whatever Mm -hmm. that phrase is so it it is frustrating sometimes and i then i think that reinforces like my dislike (laughs) when i see that where i'm like girl you're fine like just chill yeah no and (laughs) i don't have to to your point you don't have to be competitive in that way right everybody can win and that's the thing that people forget it's like no they think that they have to step on others to get Uh to the top and that's not the way that i operate a hundred percent going back to your two points going back to um when you said like uh, I might be fake because you speak. It's like if you like start to engage in conversation, trying to get to know more about this person, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I really do not like you. So I don't think that's fake because you're you're. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, I I guess you're right because I try to give people a lot of chances, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, maybe I'm looking at them wrong, or like maybe once I get to know them, maybe they take a while to warm up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I take a while to warm up. Well, that's not true, but <laughs> you know, like I just. I don't know what it is, but then I, I usually come back around and I'm just like, oh, okay, we're, we're not going to be cool like that. But but we're cordial. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say I've ever had an incident outside of living down south where I was like straight up like, oh, man, this is crazy. I think uh, most of the time it's handled professionally. Yeah. yeah. I'm not opposed to checking myself because, I, I, you know, we, we're human. I, I do get mm-hmm. my moments when I'm like, what you just say? Like. I don't like that, whatever the case may be. Right. But then I do check myself, like, is it even worth the energy? And like I said the other day, when Denise and I were talking about something similar, like red flags, when you you, you don't want to meet people, I, my face is so expressive, so you will know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot hide anything in my facial expressions. Like, I've always been very animated, mm-hmm. so you'll know. <laughs> yeah, And I, I'll process a situation, and I'll call my best friend, who is a God-fearing woman, <laughs> I'm I like I'm like let me get this third person outside perspective just to make sure I'm not reading too much into things and making sure that again I have to check myself if I'm wrong I'm wrong um so I, I'm not opposed to that um but I just sent out a um email to my subscribers on stephcrosley.com but it was all about women and how like when you see me see you like I don't mm-hmm. want you to ever look at me as competition I never want you to look at me. Um, as a barrier because as women we already have so many barriers let's yeah. not be each other so you know what I'm saying yeah. um, and, and I always try to I've been promoting that since like 2014 when I really jumped on the scene heavily um, in regards to like bringing women together and uplifting mm-hmm. because mean girls do exist at our old age I mean our young age young age <laughs> and, 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 and it's unfortunate because because of it you do miss out on opportunities you do miss out on real connections you know you do 
pour into your karma by being a mean girl. I I agree with that. And what you put out yeah. always comes back. I try to make always. it a point to be nice. Always. For sure. And, you know, not even for the whole karmic retribution idea, but just because, like, I don't know, God's watching. And I feel like all of us should be, like, examples of the good in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be the good that you want to see in the world is what mm-hmm. they say. And I, I just, I apply that to all areas in life. Like, I, and I genuinely feel that in my spirit. Yes. I just, I don't get anybody who is okay with preying on another's downfall. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like I, I like I actually can't wrap my mind around it. You know what I mean? I just I don't get it. I want everybody to be happy yes. and be filled with love and feel love because I think everyone deserves that. A hundred percent. To your point, Steph, I I wasn't no, actually I would use the word angry. I was an angry child and I was a brat. Um I would actually say that I was more mean to my family, which is mm. awful. But like mm. to my siblings, I was so mean. I was mm. so mean to them growing up. Like, and I was the only girl growing up. I have yeah. a 13 year old sister now, but she was born when I was 18. So I went through my entire childhood with three brothers who I thought were so annoying and so obnoxious. <laughs> I was a brat to my mom. And like, even to this day, I still apologize to her. So I was one of those kids <laughs> oh, no. who was like naughty in the house, but yeah. like was a good kid outside yeah. of the house. That's um, but it's because I. I had daddy issues. My dad wasn't around Mm. um, and I didn't understand that. And my mom, I don't think Mm -hmm. she understood that that was why. Mm -hmm. And it was the only way I knew how to get my point across or to like, I don't know, get attention, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was something was lacking in my life. But you're a kid. You have no idea that that's why you're acting the way you are. So I wasn't mean to other people, but I was mean to my family. I was such a brat. And I and I hate I hate that. I was that way. However, I know that I was intended to be that way because now I'm sharing it and hopefully Mm -hmm. other people will see that in them or their children and recognize it as a sign of, oh, there's something lacking or there's some type Mm -hmm. of insecurity or there's more to your point surface level. You know what I mean? Um, Let us know your thoughts, though, on people who are mean spirited, people who are bullies as adults. Do you think that that points to a deeper rooted issue or do you think that that's just how people are innately? David, we see you. We're going to talk to you on the other side. And we're going to get into the reason why this topic even came to be. Believe it or not, Haley Bieber did not inspire this topic. Michael B. (laughs) Jordan actually inspired it. So we'll get into why he inspired it in just a little bit. Um, We'll team up with Michael B. to let you know what this conversation is all about. And I'm going to (laughs) also... <laughs> what? Shut up! That was the reactions were like what all over the place. Like I'm mad that it's good. Just do it. <laughs> I love it. I'm also gonna team up with X Housing, and since I did team up with them, let me tell you some stuff. I was excited to learn that 48 percent of the families who purchased homes last year with X Coaching were Black families. 109 of the 145 Black families who purchased homes last year were led by women. 77 of those home buyers were single moms, taking care of a total of 192 kids. They even had a Black home buyer who's only 19. 19 years old in 2021. So you can build your mortgage, excuse me, you can build your wealth by paying your mortgage instead of your rent, just like her, by simply going to axhousing.org. They've got coaches that are ready to help you and your family find the best path to home ownership, and there are no restrictions on who can access the program. Just make sure that you have some steady monthly income, even if it's a small amount. Visit axhousing.org today. More of MKE in the morning is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
What's up, y'all? Let's go ahead and get to David right away. David's on the line. Good morning. What are your thoughts on this mean girl slash bullying conversation? Do you think that adults who are still that way, is it an innate thing? Are they dealing with insecurities? Like, how do you feel about it? Good morning, Mel, again, real quick. I know you got the Black Business Friday coming up. Um, I think overall, like, just for most people, it's a self-esteem issue. Because I just heard you were saying how, like, you could be mean to your family back in the day. Like, I I can relate to that. Like, that was a self-esteem. I was feeling bad about who I was and stuff. So I was, like, taking stuff out on them. So I can relate to that, too. But, like, my mean girl experience, like, I would have to relate um, to mean white parole officer energy. You know, most of the parole officer or POs I've had, they've been they've been white ladies. And most of them have been younger, you know, maybe fresh out of college or whatever I'm saying. They get their little job and then they'll be kind of because sometimes not all of them, but a lot of them will be kind of viewing black and brown people in a certain way anyways, you know, criminal. So, you know, they'll be having a, um, a iron fist. They'll be ready to lock you up on the quickest thing, whether you have an opinion about something, you may disagree or, you know, or whatever. And they'll threaten to lock you up. So I've experienced that, and um, that's that's not a good feeling. And, um, yeah, oh, and am I, can I just do my little black business shout-out thing? You know, I just I just got home, and I ordered my uh, Styles P and Ajua, got some new PB&J out, some plant-based peanut butter and jelly out, and I just ordered it, so I'm going to um, tap into that and see what it's like. And um, so I want to shout that out. Also, Jada Kiss has got coffee out there, too, for the coffee drinkers, support black coffee. And, um, yeah, but going back to that, I think it's a self-esteem issue, basically, you know, with people in general. Like, we feel bad about who we are, and then we kind of take it out on other people. The reality is us, our issues, because, you know, so that's where I think. No, for sure. I think so as well. And that's why it's important to get into therapy um, and talk to mental health counselors so that you can understand what the true root of the issues may be. Thank you, David. Really appreciate you. And we are going to get into um, some Black Friday talk in just a little bit. Before we do, I have to let you know that COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business, almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business, nearly two hundred fifty grand. And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost nine hundred grand. If you run a business, church, nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the Government Cares Act. But beware of clickbait or even those pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Make sure you visit the website right now because the plan will expire soon. COVIDTaxRelief.org supports Black History Month and 1017 The Truth's unwavering commitment to Black-owned businesses and churches. So we are going to continue this talk on the other side. I think it's a fascinating conversation. Um, Everybody's probably been, quote-unquote, mean in some capacity at some point. And I think it's really important to be honest and try to get to the root of it all. And I also am excited to get into Black Friday It's coming up next. It's your opportunity to call in, shout out your black owned business. So hit us up 833-212-1017.